Guys, it's time to get some of the ring with the greatest faction in podcast history. Just freaking wrestling, the JMW podcast, hosted by Travis Stu. And I am Nubby the Amazing Turtle. Nubby, mind fucking blown because of Rocket Pro this past weekend. Fucking blown. Wow. First, You're mind first, that blown, huh? My first show at RPW, fucking amazing. I'm excited that I had the opportunity to go. I'm excited that I, I, I am uh, I am gifted with the very first reserved front row seat to the next show. And, and I'm I'm a big advocate for not reserving seats, but because I got one reserved for me, uh, I'm okay with it now. <laughs> uh, of course you are. I completely flip flop my opinion on it, shit, but I. It, R, RPW was amazing. I can't wait to go over the match card with you and uh, do the results and everything for it. Uh, talent was fucking great. Uh, the staff was amazing. Everything was uh, The fans were incredible. Uh, got a couple new followers to the podcast out of it. Uh, all in all, great fucking experience. Can't speak highly enough of it. Um, but we'll get we'll get into those results and everything. We got to talk about that. Apparently, some shit went down at POW that we got to cover uh, as it uh, – I guess because it does affect us as SCW personnel yep. uh, going forward in the future. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, obviously, too. And then we got some match cards. Uh, uh, we got uh, a few, quite a few, just a couple shows. Many. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know you listed them before we started recording. It sounds like maybe a couple of them might be new to me. Um, you said something about a, a, a dragon or some shit. <laughs> um, it's a, it's actually a, a, a super show. Chicago Land Championship Wrestling is uh, working with Dragon Gate and Wrestle League this weekend, coming up on the tenth. Actually, gotcha. Cool. So we'll go over those match cards. We'll talk over the results. But before we do any of that, I gotta remind you all because of this holiday season, you must be looking for gifts. You must be looking for stocking stuffers. Things you could wrap and throw underneath the tree for your ungrateful fucking kids who don't give a damn about anything except for maybe a comic book. And the best place to get those comic books is CarterComics.com. Whether it's graded or raw, they got it all at CarterComics.com. You can fill up your cart with all their amazing comics. Again, whether it be raw or graded, they do have them. Or if you're more of an eBay uh, buyer, you like to go on eBay and bid on comics or maybe negotiate comics and everything, CarterComics.com has four different eBay accounts that you can find links to just by going to CarterComics.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page, and all four of them are right there. Click on any number of them, scroll through their comics, find any comics you like, make a bid, make an offer, buy it outright. We have a discount code here uh, for JFW. It is FreakNet, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. FreakNet, the discount code will get you 10% off not only 
your order from cartercomics.com, but also from any of their eBay accounts that you purchase comics from. Discount code means that you can use it over and over and over and over and over again. It's not a promo code. We use it one and done over and over and over and over and over again. Make sure to use that discount code. Save yourself 10%. Because if you go out and you spend $1,000, you know what you do? You save yourself 100 fucking bucks. All from a little discount code, Nubby. From a little discount code. Just a little bit. Right? I can save you $100 easy, but you got to spend $1,000 first. Which means, realistically, you're only spending $900. Fucking wins. And the best part is you can still get a lot with that extra $100. That's true. You can go back on to cardcomics.com and you can spend $100 on more comics. Use the discount code once again, FreakNet, save yourself 10 bucks. And, and you can still get more comics. Look at that. See, nobody's so choked up by these fucking savings that it, it's, it's phenomenal. Trust me. Check it out. CarterComics.com. Pick up your comics today. Again, holidays just around the corner. Get them early. Get it shipped. Get it wrapped and quit being a horrible fucking parent. Buy your kids some goddamn comic books. Yeah, stop being horrible parents. You know what we say to people who don't buy comic books, Nubby? They can go fuck themselves. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. CarterComics.com, one-stop shop for all your comic needs. I'm not sure if these are the fucking plugs that this dude thought he was paying for, but that's what he's getting. Hey, get your kids a comic or two, and they'll be off their phones. Yeah, yeah. Why the hell not? You know, get them off the phones, people. Get them off. Get them off. Anyway, the phones. (laughs) The phones, of course the phones. Nubby, as far as televised wrestling, um, one of the coolest things that happened over the past week I do want to mention is the return of Tegan Knox to WWE. Because I loved Tegan Knox in NXT. Um, I loved the fact that she did make it to the main roster for a short period of time, never really had a match, but was one of the women who were drafted. At WWE's main roster, uh, never made a debut, was eventually released, obviously. But I love the fact that she's back. Um, huge fan of Tegan Knox. Uh, absolutely uh, adore what she could do in the fucking ring. So happy that she came back. Uh, Triple H, Stephanie, uh, I can't remember the con's name that's in WWE. I know it ain't Tony, uh, but the other con, Nick. Nick, Nick con. Nick. Uh, they're killing it. They're killing it in fucking WWE with... They're, they're bringing back the right people. Uh, I know there's speculations on more people coming back. Uh, there are rumors that Bronson Reed might make a return at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I know a lot of people speculate that since Mia Yim is back, maybe Keith Lee's coming back too. Uh, obviously, Mike, uh, Moxley's not coming back anytime. Um, it's just really cool. It's really cool to see some of these returns. And it's awesome because... Even with all these returns and the, even the talent that they're bringing back, nobody's losing a spot to anyone who's being returned, and everyone who's returning has a spot in the shows. So I think they're doing everything the right way. Um, so I'm really excited for it. There's also, um, uh, I think, I, I think it's more like fantasy booking or uh, fantasy, like you know, people hoping. Uh, Murphy's AEW contract is up in a couple months. And obviously having a relationship with Rhea Ripley, uh, new management changes, this new Judgment Day faction that's going on. I think Buddy Murphy, or just calling him Murphy, whichever one, would slide in nicely into that fucking uh, uh, faction. 
quite well. So I'm hoping for that because I've always been a huge supporter of Murphy uh, ever since he kind of found his groove and became the WWE Cruiserweight Championship uh, champion. Uh, even even when he was the Messiah's disciple or whatever the hell they call Seth Rollins' uh, followers yeah, and shit. So I'm really I'm really yeah. excited to see who else is showing up. Uh, obviously, Royal Rumble is filled with you know surprise returns. Usually, it's like you know like a a, a, a Hall of Famer, a veteran who's come back to like a one off thing. I'm hoping this year is like the game changer, and I don't really care to see any returns. It's always nice to see the women returns and everything because they're getting opportunities they couldn't do back in like the diva era and shit. But as far as the men, I think they have so many opportunities, and they've shown that with Mickey James being uh, invited to E uh, to be part of the Royal Rumble, to maybe do those kind of things with other Impact stars to just come over to E for those Royal Rumble one-offs. You know, uh, Callahan would be an awesome one to see. Um, are you listening to me? Yes, I am. Okay, cool. So, so, so state something instead of just shaking your head at audio recordings. I am just shaking my head as you talk. Oh, this fucking guy, I tell ya. I am a you, pain in the ass. You I make am. it, you make it really hard. In a worse way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speculation that Eric Young might make a return, uh, to Dede, though. Yeah. Hasn't been, hasn't been enough Hasn't been announced if it's a, in a producer role or in a in ring role. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't care either way. I'd be happy to see him wrestle a little bit longer, maybe be part of something. But in the end, I know he'd be great at producing. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything that you noticed uh, over the course of uh, the last week in televised wrestling that we may need to mention or bring up before we continue? No, haven't read anything really. Uh, trying to keep up with it, but haven't totally paid attention but nothing really jumps out everything uh you just said i've actually been getting updates about in um in another chat room uh from an old podcast that doesn't exist anymore but we still keep the chat going so which one's that uh the gorilla position oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. you remember that was uh steve uh swink uh macho ghost Martez and me. Well, I was I was one percent of the of the podcast because I was only there one percent of the time. Because mm-hmm. they recorded on Thursday nights when I was at work. Gotcha. Well, gotcha. because they uh, they did it live, I was able to listen and then give my thoughts in the chat. So in a way, I was kind of kind of there, but not. You know, kind of like how I am here. But I got more of a voice here. There you do, Nubby, because we are going to dive right in to uh, Turtles Indie Talk, because uh, we got a lot to talk about here, Turtle Indie Talk. Oh, before we do, I just want to let you guys know, in case I haven't said it, I thought I may have in a previous episode, um, there's a good chance I did, but I just want to reiterate, starting next year, the idea is to split this show into two once again and have the independent show and have the televised wrestling show. That way we can commit an entire hour to what's being seen across the world. And also we don't have to take any time away from what's having independence. Uh, obviously my presence over at Rocket Pro is going to uh, blow up. Uh, Nubby and I have already gotten uh, 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 a 
questions asked to us about potential opportunities at Rocket Pro Wrestling. And they're interesting opportunities. I don't want to say anything until it's confirmed and set, but right. you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so in doing stuff like that and bringing in more companies to talk about and hopefully maybe even working with in the future, I don't want to take away, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes of televised wrestling stuff and we could dedicate that to independent wrestling. And because the independent wrestling is going to be separate from the professional wrestling stuff, the televised stuff, I limit to 45 minutes to an hour to where if we go to an hour, hour, 45 minutes independent, I think it's going to be fine because I know more people are going to be listening to the independent wrestling stuff in the area, and that's what it's here for. And, yeah, you can go to the Power Hour. I'm not saying that's not a bad place to go. Obviously, you can go listen to C-Red and Rion and the other two. Um, but they, they they mainly focus on, like, you know, like a little bit, a little bit of match cards. And then they kind of talk to their uh, guest. Where we like to talk about match cards and incorporate guests into those specific shows. So... Catch C-Red, catch Rion, Steve, and Cactus Rack, too. Don't, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't throw a tiffy. You know, don't, don't, don't freak out. Don't throw a hissy fit because I jokingly said the other two. I just did that just to do it. But all four of them are hosting the Power Hour every Tuesday night. Uh, it's available on Facebook uh, as a released uh, video. I did, uh, listen to, uh, Steve's, uh, I don't, th- I don't know if it was the most recent show or might have been the show before where he did ask for my help on maybe, like, like helping with, like, live videos and stuff like that, maybe reach out to JFW to help. And, Steve, no. Figure it out yourself. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm not here to do your job for you, bud. You can figure it out yourself. You're a smart fucking guy. Just, just, just press a fucking button and do it, man. But... Uh, no. Absolutely not. Especially because he wants to sit there and say that I'm saying bad things about him, which I went back and listened to our show, bud. And the worst thing I said about the Power Hour last week was that it was classy. How dare you? Well, fuck me for thinking the Power Hour was classy. And then that means Damien Saint should slap you upside your head because you called him classy. I called him classy. I threw out the word elegant. I'm not going to lie. I felt a little bit uncomfortable with, like, I thought maybe he thought I was being a little too weird, like I wanted to take him to dinner or something like that. And uh, I would like to go out to dinner with Damien. I wouldn't take him out to dinner. But I thought he, I, I, I felt that, like, maybe there was, like, an uneasiness on his end where he's like, well, come the fuck down, dude. But, uh. Elegance and class is what Damien perceives, and I love having guests on our show who who emphasize that of themselves. Respect, elegance, class. Um, even with your tomfoolery, he uh, he still remained throughout the entire show. There, there was one thing that Steve did bring up, and I want to acknowledge it, and I wish I was able to acknowledge that with Damien on here, but I know because he listens to the show – Maybe we'll get an answer on, uh, on maybe Facebook or something about it. I'm not saying that it will happen. He's in no obligation to explain himself to us in any way. But you did ask him, you did mention Rico, and he completely blew past it. So that's something I am curious about. I did not mention Rico. I'm Chris Wynn, you said Axel Rico. 
No, I did not mm-hmm. mention him. It was Aaron Stone. Oh, Where, dude, I, I could have sworn I heard Axel Rico. The, you and Steve, I don't know how you heard the same thing. You're going to go back and listen to this show because it clearly sounds like you say, in my mind, I could have sworn I heard Rico, and I'm like, well, that's weird. Does he wrestle Rocket Pro? Because I could have sworn. He did, he did one show, but the question I asked him, asked yeah. Damien Saint, my boss, who I love very much. Because he's a I great guy. He's a great guy and very classy and elegant. Yeah. Uh, we were going through the match card. And there was a segment listed that Aaron Stone was going to talk about mm-hmm. his brief, you know, winning the briefcase. And I had asked Damian Saint why he was reluctant to sign the contracts that were in the briefcase. Oh, okay. And he blew past that. Well, I'm going to have to listen to this show for a third time because I could have sworn I heard fucking Rico, uh, Rico's name. So if we if we um, talked about Rico, it had nothing to do with being bypassing him. Interesting. I know what I asked. I'll I'll, I'll double check. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So starting next year, the idea is to split both of them. It's only going to work if I can make one thing happen, and I'm working on that one thing. And I don't want to say what it is until it's officially happening. So. Uh, for those of you who want to get more JFW out of your lives in a weekly basis, well, in 2023, you're going to get twice the shows a week. We're going to really releasing more shows and everything. And again, not saying what's going to happen at Rocket Pro, but opportunities were offered. Uh, we're going to sit down and discuss it, you know, get it all figured out and, uh, see what happens. So. Oh, and keep in mind, for those of you who are listening, who's from Southland Championship Wrestling and everything, just because I'm going to try to attempt to do something somewhere else doesn't mean I'm going to leave Southland behind. I love Southland Championship Wrestling. Uh, I'm going to continue to love Southland Championship Wrestling. It'll still be my number one priority uh, in both podcasting and in my general manager role at High Voltage. But the best part about me doing what I do here is that my podcasting stuff comes first in my life, and uh, I can do shit like that. So, don't worry, Southland. I'm not going to go anywhere. Don't worry, wrestlers. You're not going to lose me. You're not going to have to miss me. I'm still going to be there to be a general manager for High Voltage. I'm still going to be there to have some kind of authority to some aspect. Uh, I tried to get a hold of Terry to find out if I could have my authority back. Apparently he was busy all weekend. Uh, he was he was busy, and we will get to that. Yeah, very yeah, soon. I, I, I tried went straight to voicemail, so I'm excited to see why he blew me off. Also, kind of a uh, kind of curious on why I haven't got a response back to him. But we're gonna find out what was going on with Terry this past weekend. We're gonna find out what happened at Rocco Pro because we are now getting in to Turtles Indie Talk. All right, all right. Um, we're gonna do things a little bit reverse. We are going to talk upcoming shows again because, well, I don't have a full match card for one of the shows, and there are some matches for the other card. But because we have a lot of information from this past weekend, we're going to dive into those second. Yeah, Rocket Pro's the main event. Yeah, we could do that. 
We could do that. Well, yeah, we're gonna do that. This, this, my we, show, bro. My call. Fucking right, main event. No. All right, cool. Let's make Damian Sane happy. Put him in the main event today. I mean, he did give me a front row seat. It's the least I could do. Right. Okay, so what do we got coming up? Ah, this Saturday, December tenth. It is open the Chicago Land Gate Super Show. It is a super show featuring three of um uh I got distracted, sorry. Um see I oh, just had ha- fucking crushing Oh I got a delivery. I got a delivery. Yeah. yeah. So is it the journal? No, it's um, a Slurpee from Thornton's. Where's, where's, where's the straw? Oh, she didn't put the straw in for you? No, she never does. Not really wife material there, Nubsters. Well, she is Betty Cena for a reason, right? Who? We call her Betty Cena. You called her Joan, but she don't like the name Joan. Oh, I don't give a fuck what she had never met her. Well, one day you will. Have her, have her pop on the uh, on the screen real quick. She don't want to go on camera. Why? It's not because like this, this video gets recorded or gets released. All right. I'll, how about this? I'll text her. <sighs> yeah, you shoot her. It's like, it's like Travis wants you to pop on camera real quick. Hey, sure, this audio does not get, or this video does not get released. Only when I do interviews. Like the interview I'm going to do with Ivan Manson in the coming future. Don't worry, it's coming. I know I said December, but hey, it's Ivan's call. When he's ready, he'll come back on. So hopefully soon. I know he's healing up uh, from an ankle injury. So speedy recovery to you, sir. Hope you're enjoying retirement. All right. Well, while either we wait for her to come on or not, so it's Wrestle League with Chicagoland Championship Wrestling and Dragon Gate. And they will be having a super show this Saturday, December 10th. Bell time is 7 p.m. Doors open at 6 p.m. at the Homewood Auditorium, uh, 2010 Chestnut Road in Homewood, Illinois. It is $15 general mission, and a family pack of four is $50. So for oh, four nice. people, you only have to spend $50. Not bad. Only a few matches have been announced. It is um, the Lucha Libre icon, the master of a thousand holds. Skade takes on Dragon Gate star La Estrella. Then for the Grand Championship is Shogun Chris Logan defending against Dragon Gate star SB Kento. And then as I scroll up to the other part... There is a triple threat match. And it features the Wrestle League champion, the Ewok, will be taking on Shaq Jordan and the recently new Rocket Pro heavyweight champion, Quinn Whittock. Way to spoil that. Well, way to, spoil, way to spoil the main event. I know. Well, oh, I also have it's a vi- He did take a video that would spoil it anyway, and I was hoping to play it right now. That's fine. You can play it. Go ahead. All right. Let me. Uh, Feel free. Feel free to play it. This is exactly what I've been talking about. The winter of winning is 
Aggressive man, quite the aggressive man. Yeah, Widak. Um, uh, Widak. Uh, so that's the first time I ever saw Widak wrestle was at RPW. You sure? I, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. Did he ever wrestle at Elite Pro? No, but he's been at ARW and uh, he, okay. So here's the thing. Okay, so okay, so here's the thing. He looks really fucking familiar. Like really fucking familiar. I just don't remember ever seeing him. Russell, now I remember like seeing his name. I, I, I'm assuming he's wrestled at Dreamwave, correct? Not that I know of. No, I know I've seen his name before. I just don't know if I've ever seen him wrestle. Uh, I don't remember him at SCW. ARW sounds familiar, but <clears throat> I haven't made it to a lot of ARW um, shows in the past couple of years. There's only been like maybe a handful that I've actually made it to. Um, but he looks really familiar. Like I've seen him before, or. There's somebody in a tag team that resembles him very, very much. Uh, he's in a tag team. He's uh, Death Wish with uh, Joey Dalton, but he was also Fight Club or Flight Club. Okay. I know exactly. Yeah, I've never seen him wrestle, but I know exactly who he is. In. Okay, cool. Because I was asking the fucking uh, the, the, um, the fans I was sitting next to, and he said that he was like a previous member to Damn Coyotes or some shit. Mm-hmm. So that's what they were telling me. But, okay, yeah. Okay, so they were supposed to be, I think, at SCW maybe a few months back, and they couldn't make yeah. it Right. as Death Wish. Okay. Now, okay, now I know why. I'm, okay, yes. Never seen him wrestle before. That was my first time seeing him wrestle. Um, great fucking competitor, though. Great fucking competitor. So, anyways, all right, go back. Back, back to you, Nubby. All right, um, those are the only three matches listed at this time. Um, you could always check out Wrestle League LLC on Facebook. Uh, there is a, the Dragon Gate also has her Facebook page. Also, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling has a Facebook page. You can check information on there. But again, um, it's called the Open, the Chicagoland Gate Super Show, December 10th. Uh, doors open at 6 p.m., about, uh, about time 7 p.m., Homewood Auditorium, 2010 Chestnut Road, Homewood, Illinois, $15 general mission, family pack of four is $50. You can go to ChicagolandChampionshipWrestling.com to purchase tickets early. All right. We're going to make our way to Dreamwave now. Making my way downtown. All right. Dreamwave has a show also this weekend, uh, December 10th. It is called Nevermore. Why do you why why do you think it's called Nevermore? Because former ECW star, former WWE star, former WCW star, former TNA, possibly current Impact wrestler ish, I guess, um, Raven will be in the house. Yes, he will. Uh, it's, again, December tenth, Saturday. Doors open at two p.m. L time is 3 p.m. So you can go to Dreamwave and then make your way to Homewood for the Chicagoland 
Super Show. Uh, where it's at uh, the Knights of Columbus, 209 Gooding Street in LaSalle, Illinois. Tickets available at DreamWave.com, DreamWaveWrestling.com, and Lou Legato's, and At The Door. What are the prices of these tickets? Pray tell. As I don't see it. Yes, fucking, fucking crushing it, bro. I know. Well, let's see. Front row is sold out. Second row is sold out. Uh, General Mission is nearly sold out. And uh, Standing Room Only is available somewhere. But where are the... Where's the price at? No, I'll just move on from it, bud. I'm going to move on because I am making myself look like an idiot right now. Yeah, you are. All right. People people give me shit. Like, oh, why do you keep picking up fucking nubby? He's like, well, nobody keeps doing shit like this. It's what I do best. Ooh. Yeah. I I see a donut in my... Now I got a donut. What kind of donut? It's a Boston cream. Yeah! Fuck Yeah! So that makes up it makes up for the straw incident. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I told her I told her to throw it in your head next time. I'll give you I'll give her ten bucks. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay, so they got <coughs> they got the thirty man over the top rope, good as gold rumble. The winner gets a title shot against Vic Capri in February eleventh. There you go. All right. Uh, one of the matches announced is uh, Fatal Four Way, Four Way Scramble for the alternative title, I believe, the vacant alternative title. Yes, that's right. I had to go scroll down. Give me a break. All right, it's Gringo Loco versus Commander versus um, Ares and ASF. Again, it is for the vacant alternative championship. And well, why, is, why, why is it vacant, Nubster? Um, maybe because whoever had it last is no longer there. Wasn't uh wasn't it vacated because of a concussion issue with the current champion? Or am I thinking of a different title? You're thinking of a different title, I think. Yeah, different title. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, they probably vacated all the titles at one point when Dreamwave uh, went on their hiatus. Yeah, well, I know they, I know they had like that what six person scramble or something. Uh, I don't know if it was like last episode, last show or the show before. Cause I know Mike was in it. Acid. Yeah, that was for the vacated uh, Dreamwave Championship okay, that uh, gotcha. Capri won. Gotcha. Okay, um, Davy Richards will be taking on Ninja Mac. You're looking, you're looking for ticket prices, right? Yeah. All right. So currently, general admission tickets are twenty five dollars. Uh. Go to them online at dreamwave.com. Uh, standing room only are 20. Uh, the VIP front row and second row are currently both sold out. So right now you just got general admission for 25 or standing room only for 20. And of course they do have Raven autograph tickets for $30, photo ops for $30, a photo and autograph opportunity for $50, Evo Uno autograph for $20, Evo Uno photo op for $20, and Evil Uno photograph and photo op for $30. So that's all available at dreamwave.ticketleap.com. Well, thank you, Travis. 
Thank you for having my back. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. All you gotta do is just go to where it says tickets available here and click on there. Yeah, well, I didn't have time. I just did it to prove that I could do it and you couldn't. That was it. I wasn't trying to help you. You did it. You you (laughs) did it. You did it while I was talking. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. I just wanted to do it to prove that I was awesome. But now, yeah, tickets, tickets are still available except for first and second row are currently sold out. Which honestly, Dreamwave, uh, does sell out pretty quick uh, with their tickets. Yeah, they do. Uh, they have a good following. They're, well, basically their own filing, uh, following, uh, down in LaSalle. I, when I went to that show, I seen maybe a handful of fans that I'd seen around. But a lot of them are all just from or Dreamwave in that area. So, you know, every company has their own set of fans, and Dreamwave's got theirs. Yeah, you know, and you could probably answer this. Uh, you could probably answer this for me because obviously you've been in the you've been around the business continuously for X amount of years. Uh, so obviously, Rock and Pro Wrestling, their shows. I'm gonna say nine out of ten, maybe nine point five out of ten times is the same fucking place. Yep. Uh, SCW up until last year when they started doing Steam Hollow was always Shabans. I think they had a couple in Moni, but it was usually just Shabans. Uh, IPW, it's the VFW over there in Chicago Heights. ARW has the Armory out in uh, Indiana, but nine times out of ten, it's the VFW. I remember Elite Pro having like three or four different places that they kind of rotated through. Whether it have been Oak Forest, Stager. I know they did the one show in Frankfurt, which is still my favorite show. Um, I know there's another venue somewhere. I can't remember what the hell it was, though. So. Uh, Mokina, I think, of 191st. There was a couple of shows there. I know the first show was there. Yeah. Um, it's just weird because I, I, for some reason, I remember, uh, you know, like with Elite Pro, they kind of, you know, rotated. Where it seems like a lot, a lot of times now, it's Powell, Fox Lake. I think they have maybe one, two, maybe three different venues, but mostly it seems like everyone has like this is the spot. Uh, CSW, the VFW uh, up in uh, Franklin Park, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They stay consistent to one location and one location only, and that interests me because when Mike owned Elite Pro, he did Stager, Oak Forest, like he, he and Stager and Oak Forest aren't next to each other. No. They're not. Uh, you know, Oak Forest and Mokina are a little bit close to each other, but they're not that close to each other. So he, I mean, he spread himself across nearly 30, 40 miles. So that always interests me why, like, other people aren't doing that. Um, I can probably say part of the reason is there's so many damn companies now. I mean, there were plenty of companies then, but there's a hell of a lot more now, and they're all cluttered in those areas to where if you run one fucking show in their, in their area one time and it's not on the same day, mm-hmm. barely a week apart, there is so much fucking drama. It's unfucking real. It's petty bullshit in this fucking business till now we just stick in, you know, our own area, but it's also, I think a money issue too. Sometimes it's just a better way to save money in one area because yeah. the building you're at is cheaper than the building that you want to go to, which might be in the same area as another company, or maybe it's not. 
But yeah. yeah, part those are two big reasons why no one travels as much. I think well, Paul travels between two. They go to well, Wisconsin they, and they, yeah, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I know Fox Lake, and then yeah, whatever the one in Wisconsin is. Um, but you were—I mean, obviously you were at Lee Pro until the doors fucking closed. Uh, I left. I don't know. I want to say sometime in 2000. It was either late 2008, early 2009 is when I was fucking done. Um, Lee Pro lasted. Was it 2009 they were done or 2010 or whatever? It was 2009. 2009. So I was probably gone maybe like maybe the middle of 2008. I know I wasn't there towards the end. I think they did like maybe about six, seven more months. But did they just stay at Oak Forest? Uh, yeah. For the most part, we stayed at Oak Forest. Uh, Oh, yeah, we did one show outside out in a bar, outside a bar, but then I think that was just one time, yeah. and we went, oh, did Oak Forest uh, one more time, and then we, now, unofficially, Elite Pro did the Death Grip show at Bourbon Street, which is, to me, is still what killed us. I think so. Yeah, I, I think that show burnt everybody out. To the point where they just didn't want to do it anymore, mainly Mike and Jay. Yeah. They were the financial side of it. I mean, the show itself was fine, but because of, you know, having to be 21 and over to be at the show on a Wednesday. Yeah. That was a Wednesday? It was a Wednesday. Oh, dude. And I think what it was, they in their mind, if they thought MMA could do it, that we could. Well, MMA has their own following, and it's mostly fa- friends and family of every competitor. So, of course, they're going to follow their people. And then, of course, there's going to be 300 people there. Yeah. yeah I, I still want to get Mike and actually I want Jay on here, too, because I do want to talk about, you know, the rise and fall of elite pro wrestling, but we'll see if that ever happens. I'm still trying to get Mike on, period, so we'll see. Uh, but anyways, all right, so uh, yeah, let's get back to Dreamwave, though. I don't want to take too much time away from uh, what we actually got to get done. Yeah. Um, Evil Uno will be taking on Bucky Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those damn Coyotes, Connor Hopkins and Christian Rose, will be taking on Hunter Hallcraft and 12 Gauge. Evil Uno, that's the same Evil Uno from AEW, The Dark Order. I am not too familiar with everybody in The Dark Order, so I was. Is there, you know. is there a picture of him on Dreamwave? Yeah. Let me see. Put, put it up to the uh, screen. Let me see. I don't want to go searching for it. Uh, yeah, that's him. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <coughs> <clears throat> Um, it turns out, uh, Schwago will be in the house. He'll be in the Rumble, I believe. It's Horn Schwago for people that don't know. They're fucking really pulling out of fucking everybody. Uh, Dakota is also an entrant in the Rumble 12 gauge. Hunter Hallcraft, Waylon, um, who else? Christian Rose, it looks like. Hammerstone will be in the, uh, the Rumble. Matt Nix will be in the Rumble. Bailey Bright, Brubaker, um, uh, Axel Rico, Hartenbauer, Marche Rocket, Jay Follower, um, 
CJ Esparza. Um, and that's the list I have in front of me. Yep, that's all for now. Any more information, go to Dreamwave Wrestling on Facebook. <laughs> you uh, you get your information off of their Facebook page, right? You don't have somebody there who gives you the information? No. Nobody uh, gives me anything. I just go to their Facebook. All right. If any of you are listening out there who attends Dreamwave, works for Dreamwave, gets booked at Dreamwave, Get a hold of somebody over there and tell them to reach out to us because I would love to find somebody over there to talk to about getting these match cards and everything sent to us. That way we give the proper information and make sure we get everything detailed and correct rather than just going right off to Facebook, scrolling through their page and saying, oh, wait, here's another match. Oh, wait, here's another match. I would like to get as much information from you guys as possible. And honestly, you're helping yourselves out by doing this because we're getting the information out to everybody by doing that. So just a little heads up to you guys. If anyone out there knows somebody who works for Dreamwave, uh, have them reach out to us or give me a name of somebody I could reach out to or Nubby and we could get that taken care of. You know, it's funny. As you were ranting on, I just thought of something. The owner of Dreamwave will be on the Power Hour tomorrow. So, Steve... Buddy, if you could, for me, since I know you won't do it for Travis T, do it for me. And what Travis, what Travis requested, if you could, honor that, please. Who's who's the who's the owner of uh, Dreamwave? J uh, Repsol. That's his name. I don't, want, I don't want a Steve for favor. I don't want. To, oh, you're gonna have to owe Steve something. I don't Steve shit. I I I owe Steve my life actually. So yeah, Jay Repsol will be on the Power Hour tomorrow night. Owner of Dreamwave and Travis T has now got the glasses. Guy looks so fucking cool. I don't even know. I I can't even explain it. All right. So, as I pull this up, dream uh, go to Dreamwave Wrestling on Facebook for more information. That's right. Wow. Tickets still available. General admission and standing room only. That's right. Dreamwave.com. Oh. Get your tickets today. All right. So, we are going to jump into some POW entertainment results. Oh, those are match cards? We got results. I know, but we got through the match cards already? Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Not bad. That's all that's all that was listed on Dreamwave. Fucking eight, Nubby. Excellent. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah, tell me what's going on with Pow, because uh, I, I heard a lot of shit went down and involving obviously Hunter and Blaze, Holiday and Terry and uh, I really wish people would just keep me in the loop. So fill me in upstairs. Tell me what I need. tell me what I should already know. As I finish my here's donut. Your, here's your fucking donut. Get your goddamn Slurpee in ya. Let's fucking go here, bud. Alright. What, what so, kind of Slurpee is that? Please tell me it's green apple like a schmuck. There, it looks like a, is it a cherry. Cherry. There might be a blue, might be a blue raspberry. It turned green. God, tell me there's no fucking, don't never get a green apple fucking slurpee. No, I, I can tell it's not green apple because I would know. I can, I, I'll be able to taste it right away. 
And I, I think she felt better. I think I think you're fine with the cherry blue raspberry blend. I'll even accept a Coke freeze into there. There might uh, be Coke in there too. There you go. Just never get fucking green apple. Never get Mountain Dew. Those are just fucking disappointments for you to happen. You know, I did have Mountain Dew and um, well, blue raspberry. I was the first one to make Mountain uh, Cold Dew. Blue, fucking Cold yeah, Blue or whatever. Or not, it wasn't Cold Blue, but I made that. First. <sighs> Don't let anybody tell you different. I made that years ago. What the hell was it? You're not talking about the Baja Blast. You're talking about the actual fucking blue one. Pepsi Blue? No. Or not Pepsi Blue, Mountain Dew. What the fuck is the Mountain Dew Blue one? Or maybe that was a Baja Blast. I can't remember. But either way, I came up with it first. I'm Because I'm the one that blended them together. Anyway, so. <laughs> um, Paul Entertainment had a show this past weekend. Um, Mason Perks, um, and Mateo Valentine went to a double pin, but then it was later announced that both Perks and Valentine would receive a Midwest title shot in January. So, I guess it'll be a triple threat match between Mm -hmm. Perks, Valentine, and Kazile. Mountain Dew Voltage. That's weird. I'm sorry, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so wait, Mason, wait, who? Mason Perks and who got to a draw? Mateo Valentine went to a Mateo double Valentine. pin. Double pin. But it was a double. It was announced that both of them will be receiving a Midwest title shot in January. Uh, All right, Nick H's hot seat. It was Hunter Payne and Jimmy Blaze on the hot seat. Hunter Payne wanted a truce. I wanted a handshake from Jimmy Blaze. It was Blaze who stated that he did not trust Hunter and then gave him the the finger salute instead of a handshake. But then, then, once Jimmy Blaze left, Max Holiday gave Hunter Payne a message of his own, Sue. So it's surprising, shit, though, right? Yeah, but I think sure <laughs> shit, shit is starting to stir, change into something else here. Well, it, it's interesting to me how, like, you know, because obviously Hunter and uh, Holiday had their own issues back in the day. And when this Powell SCW thing came up, Holiday chose SCW side. Um, Honestly, getting involved in a fight that wasn't even his to begin with, but you know he stayed true to the Southland. It it it, it, it makes me wonder why. Uh he apparently, obviously, if he kicked Hunter in the face. He wasn't happy about that decision about them teaming up. And there's right. been a lot of there's been a lot of kind of um um uh. Pushback from some of the talent, uh, from SCW involved in this. First one, obviously, being Aaron Xavier, who walked out at the end of, uh, WrestleRage. Mm-hmm. Wasn't happy about the truce. Uh, now we're seeing Max Holiday. But I, 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 I got, I heard speculations of Terry too. And it seems like Terry's the one that would probably be the most important, um, mindset going into this kind of working together because he is, 
the president of SCW. He's the one that ultimately makes the decisions for Southland. So it makes me even wonder if like Hunter even ran this by him before he even made this decision. But do you have any information on that part? Um, there's, I think this might be one of those hold your, hold that thought things because oh, okay. because later some more shit happened and it involved all three. Okay, cool. No, perfect, perfect. Let's let some thoughts. And also, it may bring back something else that happened, I believe, earlier this year. So again, hold that thought. Excellent. All right. So um, after that, uh, Scott Spade took on Tommy McGabre, and Scott Spade got the victory. The Trog beat BMI in a two-on-one handicap match with uh, with a mis- miscommunication from BMI. I guess that's what happens when you ain't got your manager, Joey Roth, there. <laughs> can't wait to get to that one. Woo! Can't wait, can't wait. All right, the mass marauder came out complaining about not being on the Wrestle Rage card and that he could kick anyone's ass. So Eric Freedom responded to that and beat the hell out of Mask Marauder. I wish that dude would just use his brain for once. Just stock in your ass beat, dude. Axel Rico defeated your cousin Acid. And Polly Tomaselli. But your cousin left an impression on Axel Rico. I heard. I heard the video. As he uh, sat there with his Peaky Blinders mustache. Chops, <laughs> his, his chops suck, bro. They're not. Yeah. They're, they, 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 they are. It doesn't matter how long you've wrestled for, how long you've been retired, whatever it is. Like that, that fucking, probably one of the best chops in the game. Mm-hmm. Um. So after that, Bad Hombre Cartel defeated IPA to retain their tag team championship. As Bad Hombre was leaving, <clears throat> the Keymaster Hunter Payne came out and cashed his key in for IPA. So essentially, the IPA beat Bad Hombre Cartel to become the new tag team champions. So Hunter Payne is helping other POW wrestlers. Wait, tag- what? Wait, hold on now. What? Yeah. So, so he, he and this was his final key, right? That was the last yes. key. Yes. Okay. So, and I guess we should bring this up that half of the IPA is the high voltage champion. Yeah. So now the IPA together in a, essentially have your title in the POW Tag Team Championships, thanks to Hunter Payne. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted a tag partner, I could have jumped in with them. I mean, <laughs> I didn't have anything to do. <clears throat> I wanna, I wanna hear the Terry stuff before I respond to any of that because that, that kind of, that kind of bugs me. It all, bl- it all blends in at the end, so yeah. we'll yeah. definitely get to that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold oh. my response to anything until we get to the Terry stuff. Oh yeah, because I, I have a good response too. Um, 
Kazile de- defeated Koa Laksamana to retain the Midwest Championship. Yeah, fucking uh, Koa over there jumping through fucking ceilings. <laughs> he's he's nuts. Yeah, they gotta love him. All right, um, and Max Holiday. Now, as I read this, this is from the Powell site, so I don't, I do not share or, you know, believe what they say all the time. So I would never say Max used shenanigans to beat Rhino. I would never say that. No, no. In my eyes, Max Holiday just beat an ECW legend. That's all. But anyway, according to that, Max Holiday defeated Rhino with all kinds of shenanigans to retain the Powell Heavyweight Championship. As Terry Allen, who was in Max Holiday's corner, def- uh, were about to take out Rhino with a chair. Uh, Revolution ran out or ran in to help Rhino, but were instantly sidelined by Holiday and Allen. Then, <clears throat> Hunter Payne came out and chased Holiday out the front door, leaving Terry Allen in the ring alone, who was then gored by Rhino. Rhino finally got Jimmy Blaze and Hunter Payne to shake hands and call truce, much to the crowd's delight. What do you got to say, man? What do you got to say? So just just to be clear, <clears throat> before I uh, before I get into that, what oh, God, you, you weren't even there, so you might not be able to answer this. No, you see, did, what did Hunter do after Terry was gored? Um, did he check on him. Did he help him? Did he just lay there? I'm gonna assume that they just lay. He just laid there. Well, maybe roll out of the ring if uh, Rhino was in there, and I assume Jimmy Blaze and uh, Eric Freedom got in the ring as well, and Rhino made them shake hands and call a truce. It's it's insane to me to think that you have a guy like Hunter Payne who spent over a year. Getting together the fucking locker room in this huge fucking standoff with Pow Entertainment. Just killing each other, beating the shit out of each other. Body bags, fucking tables, fucking chairs and ladders and all this shit. Fucking titles from one company going to another and vice versa. Referees getting involved in shit they shouldn't get involved in. Announcers getting involved in shit they shouldn't get involved in. Commissioners getting involved in shit they shouldn't. Just fucking reckless bullshit for over a year. And then you have a guy who's supposed to be the the leader of the fucking locker room. The head of the fucking locker room. You know, just say, hey, fuck it. Let's work together. Let's grow together. They could have avoided the last year and just said, hey, I know what Spade did was wrong, which 
keep in mind, I mean, I, I don't hear about Spade's input in any of this, especially since Spade was the reason this whole thing fucking started. But he has no input in this whatsoever. I get it. Blaze runs the company. I get it. Hunter Payne is the guy at SCW. But Terry has no fucking say in people being okay. Terry gets fucking laid out. Max Holiday. I just it's it's annoying. Especially it's like one of these things where it's you know, I I I gotta be in charge of fucking high voltage. And now you give my high voltage champion other fucking titles who now he has to fucking defend. So where is his priority now? Is it with the high voltage title? Is it with the tag team titles? Um I've gotten I've gotten uh, matchups for SCW coming up. Uh, I'm not going to release those yet because they're not been confirmed. They're just kind of just ideas on what we could put together. I don't know where fucking me hooks falls into that. Um, it bothers me that I don't have a say in that, but maybe that's my own fault. Um, Maybe I ran my mouth too much. Maybe it is my own fault. I don't get to have a say in, you know, how my fucking title is fucking defended, whatever. Um, it annoys me how I have to be on the side of fucking Terry. Even though he's my boss. I fucking love the guy. Because he's such a great man. I mean, but I enjoyed being on Hunter's side through all this. And now I don't know if I want to be on Hunter's side for all this. <laughs> I mean, regardless of how many times I want to blame Steve for Paul coming into my fucking gym, being up my fucking guys during my fucking show, the fact of the matter is, Paul came into the gym and beat up the guys during the show. Somehow that swept under the rug like it doesn't fucking matter. Fucking Eldorado and VJ Price get their ass handed to them by fucking uh, Blades and Spade to the point where they fucking join forces with each other. And that fucking looked past. You know, Steve gets beat up. And I, listen, like, you know, like, maybe sometimes me and Steve don't see eye to eye. And yeah, I will say it. And I'll say it over and over again, Steve. You put yourself in situations where you get your ass kicked. It's your fault. Always. Always will be. I don't like to see Steve get beat up because it's not right. Because he's not a wrestler. And he's making himself out to be a fucking wrestler. But I need to hear it from Hunter. I need to hear it from Terry. I need to know what's going on with SCW. Because by all accounts, I do not like what's going on. I'm not really in support of what's going on. And uh more so than anything, it's because I really want to make sure my title is going to be defended, respected, and put at a level that I think it should be put at, not just thrown off to the side so tag team titles that Powell could be fucking defended. So that's my feeling on all of it. And then you have uh, the right to feel that way. And I 100% agree. You know what I have a problem with? We got a problem up there. Besides what I've been talking about this whole time for the last year, not getting my revenge, 
not being able to, you know, do what I got to do. I mean, I guess this is still kind of the same level, but I talked to Flat Top recently. And we thought that it was kind of shitty that we brought in POW referees to WrestleTopia, but there were no SCW referees at WrestleRage. Yeah. So we took a, we took abuse, unjustified abuse from those pieces of shits up at POW. Yep. And for what? To just sit back and do nothing about it? I, yeah, in a way, yes, I got invited to be in the Battle Royal, but they knew I couldn't be there at the time. When I got the Russell Rage, I just sat there and I supported SCW like I have been. I saw Flat Top. You know what he did? He bought a ticket. How is that fair to the rest of us who took abuse through this whole fucking war? Uh-huh. And now we have to sit back again and watch them have a truce. And what, we're supposed to just move on? Let it go? No. That, that's I I can't. I just fucking can't do it. I can't just sit here and let this slide. Now I get it why I haven't been able to wrestle. I get it one hundred percent. I don't like it, but I understand it and I am not gonna argue. Uh-huh. But it is fucked up that we invited two referees and one of them twice. One of them was there before and fucked everything up. Yep. But then this, this last time, I got a fucking abused. And then we, both me and Flattop, got accused of being abusive to them. Yeah. And then their fucking commissioner, who's no longer commissioner anymore, got to put his kicks into me. But let's just sit back and watch these guys have a truce. No, that's fine. Have your truth. So let's end this war. I don't care. Whatever. Then I don't have to worry about having to fight a friend of mine up there. Because while uh-huh. this war was still going on, yeah, me and him bantered a little bit, but we were friends still. It's good. Yeah. But there's still shit that needs to be resolved on my end. And I want to be able to do it. Or, I don't know, maybe I'll just have to go into business for myself again. Yeah, why the hell not? Fuck it. Seems like everyone else can. Fucking throw the rule book out, man. Everyone can make their own fucking matches. Everyone can do whatever the fuck they want. It doesn't matter anymore. It's getting to the point now where nothing fucking matters anymore. Hate, hate pow today, friends with them fucking tomorrow. I'm going to tell you right now, the one thing that sucks most, and until I figure out, or until somebody explains to me exactly what's going on or what the plan is, Going forward, you're going to have people like you, Chris Ward, Aaron Xavier, fucking top shelf, who, but Mulligan, who are going to have to fucking sit in an SCW locker room with POW guys. Like the last year and a half meant nothing. Guys on, guys on both ends of this fucking uh, battle, this fucking war. Fucking fought for their fucking company. Fucking SCW wearing red, Powell wearing blue. 
fighting and kicking each other's asses at SCW shows, at POW shows for the last year, nearly year and a half. And now they just got to share a fucking locker room as if Boston and New York decided, hey, one fucking baseball team. doesn't fucking work that way. It, ju- it just fucking doesn't. And I think Holiday sees that. I think Aaron Xavier sees that. I don't know what Terry's seeing, but I'm sure he sees it too. But when it comes to Terry Allen, though, I don't think things were officially resolved between him and Hunter Payne to begin with. Because it yeah. was Terry Allen's idea for C-Red to turn on Hunter Payne. Yeah. So nothing's resolved there. I think there's more to this than we know, but still, there's a lot of bullshit going on, and we just got to sit back and be like, okay, carry on. I can tell Hunter the same thing I fucking tell you that I tell Steve about fucking Damien Saint. Dude's your boss. Toe the fucking line. Hunter, I, I get that you're an SCW guy. That you're the fucking guy. The SCW Headboy Champion. Hunter Payne. Doesn't matter though, bro. Terry's your boss. Toe the fucking line. Oh, well. It's all about Rocket Pro though. Cause yeah. I, I know we, we go on, we go on for hours about this shit. It's just. We, but we know what we got all next week to do yeah. it because. That- SCW has a show, and we'll talk about that next week. Yep. Exactly. <coughs> All right. Time for the main event of the tit. Um, and the reason it's um, going to be the main event this week is because Travis T has it in with the general manager of Rocket Pro. Everyone fucking loved me there, man. Fans, wrestlers, staff. Everyone, fucking one day. It took me one day, not even one day. It took me two hours. People are fucking loving. The, mo- the moment I walked in there, I was loved. A fan bought me a beer. Ah, so much fucking love. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, um, I guess we should start with the opening um segment. Um, <clears throat> Joey Roth. Um, without Roxy Hart, uh, made his uh, way out to the ring to adjust, uh, address the crowd. Um, you were there. See, and here's the yep, and here's the cool thing. Um, normally when you do this shit, when you talk about match cards and stuff of companies that aren't SCW, I have no idea who the fuck these people are. Now I know some people who are at Rocket Pro. I don't know everybody. A lot of them I knew because of doing this show with you. So it was cool to see people in person. Now, Joey Roth showing up in a neck brace, talking about how, you know, like he, you know, he decided he's going to come back because it's Christmas and that's his gift to all the fucking people of Joliet was his presence. But that wasn't the only gift he gave. He had a gift for Steve and Steve should be appreciative of that because I know that dude didn't get many fucking gifts. I do want to make mention though before Roth ever came out is I think it's really cool how they intro all the fucking uh uh staffing and stuff from uh at Rocket at Rocket Pro with Steve and his uh his, and I is her name Stacy I know again I might get that Shelly. 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 
the commentators there for Rock and Pony get to come on, do their intros and shit. And I thought it was awesome how Steve thought he'd come out with his own fucking chair. Clearly wasn't the case. He stood the entire fucking time. So that was the magic in the beginning of this fucking show for me. But the fact that Roth gifted Steve a 50-foot restraining order fucking just, just it, it, it was that moment that I knew that this is my favorite fucking wrestling company in the Joliet area. I'm just like, fuck yeah. No one here likes Steve. And I'm okay with it. Except for those annoying ass fucking Rocket Boys. Oh, God. Holy hell. I'm going to have to get a hold of fucking um, Damien and say, hey, listen, I know where I want my seat to be. I need you to put the Rocket Boys on the opposite fucking side of the ring. It's awesome that they're energetic and they're into the fucking uh, uh, show. But for the love of fucking God, take some fucking Adderall and chill the fuck out. <laughs> like hell's bells. Or is it Ritalin? I don't know. I don't know what the, how those medications fucking work. Ritalin. But chill the fuck out. Um, but even before we get into the match, I, I just, I, I'm just excited to talk about this because I'm so impressed by how Rocket Pro, uh, Rocket Pro sets itself up. Like, if, if any wrestling company, and again, I, I know I'm going to get shit about this, but it is what it is. Uh, I just want to be honest on this fucking show. If anybody wants to say, what do we need to do to better our company, they need to look and see what Rocket Pro is doing. Because they're doing everything fucking right there. It's fucking amazing, you know, the way they have everything set up, and it's fucking incredible. And uh, I encourage any wrestling company to get to that level. Now, I don't know how long Rocket Pro has been there. I really don't. I don't know how long they've been in business. <clears throat> and maybe it's a financial thing, too, for to an aspect, and I get that, too. But when you walk into an event like that, it's like you, you play WWE 2K, 20, 22, whatever the fuck it is, right? You've done the storyline modes where you start out in, like, the indie show and then you move up, and the indie show is, like, in some fucking gym and has guardrails and a fucking entrance and all this shit. That's what Rocket Pro set up. Some people had fucking Titan Trons. Other people just had their names posted up there. But they had the big-ass entrance. They had the commentary table off to the side. Completely separate from the uh, fucking uh, uh, sound system. It's fucking incredible. Best fucking wrestling company in the Juliet area. And I only say that because I still believe Southland is the best fucking wrestling company in the uh, fucking Kankakee area. They are. They have have an abundance of entertainment, an abundance of fucking wrestlers down there, younger talent that's coming up. Southland is fucking next level compared to a lot of other companies. When it comes to the theatrics, Rocket Pro fucking takes it above and beyond anyone else I've fucking seen. And I haven't been to a CSW show. I haven't been to a POW show. I'm guessing Rocket Pro has more theatrics and more fucking stage presence than those companies do as well. It's just my opinion. I'll never take anything away from Southland Championship Wrestling again. I love Southland Championship Wrestling. So for those of you who are listening who think that I'm putting over Rocket Pro over Southland, that's not the case whatsoever. I just want to praise the good work that these businesses are doing in their own fucking way. Because I know I'm going to get shit from somebody about what I'm saying right now. I fucking know I will. 
I'm okay with that. You know, like if you want to fucking be pissing me, be pissing me. You're entitled to. But I'm just letting you know, fucking Rocket Pro, the way they, it's just a different fucking level. And it's fucking phenomenal. But yes, Roth uh, coming out and issuing the uh, restraining order to Steve made, made, started the night out so great for me because it was funny to see this dude couldn't even fucking literally sit down and within 10 minutes gets a fucking, uh, gets a legal fucking, uh, letter stating that you have to stay away from somebody shoved straight up his ass. But here is my problem with it. He got the restraining order because he did his job by eliminating Joey Roth out of a battle royal that he put himself in. What did you expect? Uh, milk and cookies to be sitting in the fucking battle royal and we start having a party? No. Maybe, well, maybe, there, maybe, uh, maybe it was a little too aggressive, you know? There's, come on, it's a battle fucking royal. Just trying to play devil with <laughs> advocate here, bro. You know Joey Steve, Roth man. Dirt. You know Steve fucking takes shit personally. And I, I'm assuming Joey Roth has pissed fucking Steve off once or twice before that battle royal. Steve probably really could have pissed us off for a long right? time. So Steve probably was a little too aggressive with the elimination. There's no such thing as too aggressive with elimination. Uh, I beg to fucking differ. I've seen people grilled, plus slammed out of the fucking ring. That's a little too aggressive. Uh, elimination's elimination. Doesn't yeah, matter how you do there's it. There's a way to do it, a way not to do it. He could have fucking set him over. No. Like, here no, you go, Joe. Here Look, you go, Joe. No. If you were still in the wrestling business, yeah, as a wrestler, you would probably be doing worse because yeah. you're Travis. Yeah, so let, let's let's not even pretend you wouldn't. Hundred percent would. You know what it is? Joey Roth is a coward, and he knows it. I beat him twice, one oh, time in under five minutes. So such a fucking coward. You could tell that that dude is grasping onto his fucking youth. Hanging out with the fucking idols. I will give him this. He does have a hot girlfriend or wife. His wife is hot. I'll, I'll put it out there. Oh, I mean, she, I, she might have she might have a terrible taste in men, mm. but she's still hot, and I'll give I'll give him that. But well, that's I, my haven't, I haven't met her, so uh, I will uh, I will leave that up to when I see her for the first time. All right. Sure, she's on a track to Uh, so um, Jay Beck came out at the same time, uh, talking all a bunch of stuff, and then um, they eventually went into the show. Um, I believe uh the f- term fierce cleavage came out of Steve's mouth at one of the fans <laughs> when there was a cross across the way. But hey, <laughs> I'm sure God forgave him. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this match card stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. We have a tag match to start out with. Um, no coast. Joey Blues and Brian Crazer took on EJ Swanton and Eric Schultz. Um, it, seemed, it seemed like it was going to be a handicap match to start out. It did. It did seem yeah. like that. But um, another no coast member uh decided to uh. You know, take the other one out there and force him in the ring, and um, 
So no coast had a team up and it looked like they were doing okay, but they ended up losing. Now here was the thing. They had to work good as a team. Otherwise they'd have been fired Had nothing to do with whether they won or lost. They just had to work together. So, uh, EJ Swanson and Eric Schultz won the match. After the match, uh, Chet Gunderson came out to, you know, hug it out. And then, uh, the therapist all of a sudden showed up on screen and they, she told them to do what they were supposed to do. And those two members of No Coast beat up Chet Gunderson. I know I you guys got, um, I know you guys got a super fan there of the No Coast. Uh, what's the name? Santiago. Santino. Santino. I know he was torn on how he should feel after seeing them fucking beat up Chet. It's like, uh, you remember, you remember the dude who had the, 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 the jaw dropping shock and off face at WrestleMania when Brock beat The Undertaker? Yeah. Same fucking face. <laughs> Someone mentioned that too in the back. See, I, um, I don't know much about No Coast. They're fairly new to me. Um, but the the reaction that I got from the crowd, I'm guessing super babyface guys in the in the in the uh, company. Uh, so, I mean, they and there's, and there's, and that's the thing too because uh, Gunderson was he president something of a uh, of Rock he's, just a guy. He's, he's just a guy. He's just a guy. Okay. Um. So okay, so I guess my theory goes out the window. But usually, when you, I, I guess even Joe, when you put your hands on a non-talent, a staff, uh, whatever, there could be repercussions. Now I don't know what Damien's plan is for No Coast for the attack on them. I'm sure whatever he's going to do, he's going to make the right choice on it. But when you decide to make a statement like that and put your hands on a non-wrestling uh, talent. You gotta be prepared for the reactions of what that's going to cause. So, um, obviously they want, well, hold on a second, let me finish. Uh, obviously there was more they wanted to do to Gunderson. Obviously they got the chair out. It looks like they're gonna snap a leg or whatever, uh, until they got ran out of the ring. But yes, I wanna, I wanna get your opinion on what you think's gonna happen. Based on what we'll talk about a little bit later on this card. Mm -hmm. And I'm only saying this. I'm not trying to poke the bear. I don't think Damien Sampson do anything. I think he is going to just be like, oh, well. Well, I mean, deep down, he may have a good point if he doesn't decide to do anything because Gunderson did get himself in the middle of something that wasn't his business to begin with. So if uh, Damien Sampson decides not to do anything, I agree. If he does decide to do something, I'm sure it's the right decision. Okay. All right, so that's all um, – Good. Uh, so in the second match, mm-hmm. and unlike some people in this world, I will take responsibility for what happens or what happened. It was Sean Danger with me in his corner versus Ruthless Rock and Rivera, Rivera, Riviera, Rivera, yeah, for the Chicagoland Championship. Now, Nubby, let me ask you a question real quick. What was yeah. the title that you brought over to Rocket Pro and lost? That that was the Chicago Land Championship, and I did not really lose it. I vacated it from one company to another. Gotcha. And who currently holds that title? 
Brock and Rivera. Okay, so just j- before we even dive into this match, I wanna, I wanna, um, uh, God, what the hell is that? At? What's the director who did Pulp Fiction? I don't know. Come on, you know the, the <laughs> weird fucking dude who did Kill Bill and all that shit. I don't know. What's his fucking name? Quentin Tarantino. I, okay, I want to do. A, I want to do. I want to do a Quentin Tarantino ask uh, kind of recap of this uh, thing. We're gonna start from the back and work our way forward. So you fucked that dude out of that win, um, and not only that, you fucked that dude out of winning a title that you lost, that that you used to hold and you no longer do. So you can see where I would come from or where anyone else would come from in the fact that I think you intentionally cost that guy the opportunity to win that belt. No, okay. it was not intentional. Well, let's 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 find let's find what led up to it. Uh, you got him disqualified because you slapped his opponent in the face. Now, just real quick, who was his opponent in the match? Brock and Rivera. And what Chicago title Lanch- does he, what, what title does he currently hold? The RPW Chicago Land Championship. And who previously held that title? I did. That was in another company. Gotcha. Okay, so so that was your championship. Now, Nubby, how long did you hold that title for? Um, barely a month. Barely a month. Barely a month. And how long was it since that title? Did you win a title before that? Uh, quite a few years. So it's been a while. So here's a championship that you held, that you won. You won with pride. And then you lost it. Gone. I gone to didn't it. lose it. I gone. vacated it. Okay, but you had an opportunity for that title last month, right? I had an opportunity to win it before the season ended in a fatal four-way, and I got cheated out of it. Okay, so you lost. So you, so you had an opportunity to get that belt back, and then you and didn't. And then you didn't get it back. So now you have to be the guy on the outside of the ring, not even wrestling the match, the guy on the outside of the ring. Managing the guy going for the belt, who already has a belt, and you slapped his opponent and caused his qualification. Okay. Yeah, I did. Right? And what did that guy do? What did he do? He gained your face and kicked you? Granted, yes, he did put his foot on the amazing JFW logo t-shirt that you're wearing that's currently available at tpublic.com just by searching JFW. I understand your frustration. But you should have, you know, kept your composure. But instead, you got into the ring. He didn't throw you into the ring. You got yourself into the ring, stood face-to-face with him, and you just smacked him across the fucking lips and cost dude his champ his opportunity to win that belt, a belt that you used to hold. See where, see where people might be thinking, oh, he definitely fucking did that on purpose. And people are going to think that, and I understand that. But from the bottom of my heart, I did not do it intentional. I just snapped. I let my temper, you know, get bad, and my, you know, I just couldn't control myself. I, it was my bad. I was provoked, and I couldn't, I just couldn't hold it. So I did what I did. All right. Well, let's go back a little bit before that. So before the incident, before he kicked you in the chest, 
Uh, dude was holding his own. Surprisingly or not, being a being a being in a drunken stupor, throwing throwing fucking moves around, almost almost uh, Orange Cassidy esque. They weren't fast paced fucking moves, but you know, like when you see like an arm drag or a snap Mary, I mean, you're thinking quick. You know, it's it's a snap and go. This dude's fucking doing these moves, and it's almost in like slow fucking motion. He's not all there. He's not getting any power behind it, but he's getting the technique behind it to make the move work. Um, but all in all, it was a pretty good match. You know, I would, I would give it credit. He kind of took a nap there at the very beginning. But, uh, yeah. Who, uh, who refed that match, by the way? That was BJ, right? Yep. And he called disqualification on you. Mm-mm-mm. He did his job. So, but he didn't, but at the same time, he did miss the low blow, but maybe in a way that was kind of a good thing because Sean Danger would never got the title either way. Yeah. Well, he definitely didn't get the title. You cost him that, that was for sure. I admit I was wrong, but I didn't do it on, I didn't do it on purpose. I think you should take this opportunity right now to apologize to him. You should definitely I did that. it. I did. I did apologize to him in person. Um, their development will be shown sometime uh, via Rocket Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Well, if if you don't mind, would you like? Is it all right if I take this moment to make an apology? Because there's something like. I, there's something I do apologize for, and I want to apologize to Damian Saint on behalf of my co-host Nubby. Uh, and I want to apologize to the fans at Rocket Pro on behalf of my co-host Turtle, who took away an opportunity to see the ending of an incredible match between two competitors because of his, uh, his, his pettiness, if you will. So Damien Saint, uh, fans of Rocket Pro, I apologize on behalf of Turtle for his actions on costing you guys the opportunity to see the the finish of what could have been match of the year. Maybe he could have been. We'll never know. But I want you guys to know that uh, I apologize on his behalf. It's unnecessary on call for, and I pray that never happens again. What was the next match, Nubby? Oh, the next match. Um, it was a singles match. It was the Boomstick 12 gauge versus Bailey Bright. 12 gauge won the match. Good showing. Uh, nothing against them. Not nothing really highlighting for me that I kind of mentioned, but it was good. Uh, twelve gauge, a lot quicker than I think. Like a twelve gauge. When I think twelve gauge, I think like big old fucking country boy. I'm glad that it's different. Uh, but it was a good match. It was it was a good it was a good match to kind of uh show off the talents of somebody. Uh, to the business. I don't know the longevity of those guys at Rocket Pro. Maybe they've been there for a while, maybe not. Uh, but 12 Gauge does seem kind of like more of a younger guy compared to most people. <clears throat> so to get him that action, especially in a, a big, uh, a big show like Rocket Pro put on this past Saturday was really cool. Definitely it was. Mm-hmm. All right. Next match. Three-on-four handicap match, or what we thought was going to be a handicap match. Maximus O'Ryan, Shogun Chris Logan, 
And can you feel it? Rayan Skills versus The Idols, which feature Kevin Cade, Rockstar Johnny Nye, Damian Gray, and somebody who should not be in the match if he was injured, Joey Roth. Before the match got underway, however, mm-hmm. Gunner Brave came out and, in a nutshell, inserted himself in the match, and it became four on four. Cool. Now, educate me real quick on Gunner Brave and the importance of him being in that four on four match. So, I heard a little bit from the fans, but I'd like to hear your uh, you kind of describe it to me. Um, so I believe it was the beginning of this year, maybe late last year, hard to remember. Um, Gunner Brave turned on Joliet. He turned his back on everybody and, um, joined the Idols. It was then, well, throughout the whole year, um, Gunner Brave was still doing Gunner Brave things and, he felt like he didn't need the help of the idols. So it was last month where the idols decided to kick Gunner Brave out, which leads us to this past weekend where Gunner Brave joined the very team, which, by the way, um, at the end of the season when it was Team RPW versus the idols, it was the final two were Shogun and Gunner Brave. So you can kind of see why there was friction between those two alone. Yeah, it looked like there was a friction between a lot of them because they really didn't tag Gunner Brave in until, like, they desperately needed him. Yeah, we saw we we saw uh, Orion in there, uh, you know, putting up one hell of a fight. And I and I heard maybe confirm this. I heard from uh, the fans I was sitting with. Um, the Maximus actually had his orbital socket, uh, broken by the, uh, the, uh, idols. Yes. So right obviously, some person, so obviously some personal issues right there. Um, but Orion was in there for a long time holding his own. Uh, Rion was in there for a long time holding his own. Shogun obviously in there a long time as well until finally, uh, Orion was into the ring once again because they didn't want to tag Braven. Until they finally did, and he cleaned fucking house. Uh, t- took took a couple of licks, obviously from a lot of people. Uh, ultimately, uh, gained his hands on Roth, which I think is what he really wanted to out of anybody. And uh, seen seen some pretty sweet finishes from a lot of fucking people, which I always love to see. I mean, I know that's the the big spot in any fucking multi person tag team match. Everyone gets a finish off on everybody, but um. Brave picking up the win for his team. Really, yep. really fucking cool. So, I just feel like maybe the idols uh, bit off more than they can chew since uh, they took over. Yeah, maybe um, giving the power up kind of maybe took the power away from them. But how because... cool was it? But yeah, go oh, no, you go ahead. I think I gotta say what I was going to interrupt you to say anyway. So go ahead. Uh, because it seems like, well, I mean, okay, saying, saying that he's not an idol, which maybe that's true. He's trying to, I think he's proving that. Um, but it just seems like maybe the idols made a mistake by not doing, by giving him power. 
someone you you giving out giving else somebody power. It kind of took your power away generally. Yeah. Maybe they're yeah. learning that. And obviously Saint uh showed that he doesn't have a bias towards the idols and allowing a four on three handicap match to turn into a four on four tag team match. And I'm not gonna take anything away from Shogun, Rion, Brave, um, Orion. I'm not gonna take anything away from them. But they did kind of have an advantage to their side because of Roth um, being injured and everything. So in a way, it could have been a three-on-three with Roth instead of it to become a four-on-three handicap match, you know, siding more with, uh, you know, the opposite side. But overall, great fucking showing. Um, Brave obviously shined, I think, a little more than everyone else in that fucking match. Uh, but everyone was everyone was fucking incredible. Indeed. Um, was that what you're, that was the first time you saw Rion wrestle, right? That was my first time seeing Rion, yeah. So now I gotta do is see Steve and see Red, and uh, I'll be good. Cool. Maybe at uh, the next IPW show. Hey, it could happen. You just gotta show up. Yeah. It's the day after uh, SCW. Damn. And honestly, it's only 15 minutes away from my house. You keep only, saying that. It is. It's only fifteen. I I I mapped it. It's only fifteen fucking minutes away. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. So let's get into this. Um, which um kind of maybe will say why Damian Saint has no bias towards the idols because I think he's got another agenda. I think. This is only an opinion, Mr. C. This is Stone Only shit. an opinion. is a pin, yeah. <laughs> so Aaron, Aaron Stone, who um, won the Rocket to the Top briefcase last month, mm-hmm. came out to address the um, crowd, and um, Damien Saint came out, interrupted him, and told him that he's going to be in a gauntlet match. Uh, so his first opponent was... Um, Half of the Kings of the Six, uh, Devin August, he defeated him. Then Aaron Stone took on Skylar Reed, who was the other half of Kings of the Six, the Canadians. Um, it was that Aaron Stone defeated him. Then uh, Skylar Reed low blowed Aaron Stone. Oh, which that gave that was the reason why. Aaron Stone won the match because he got uh, Skyler Reed got DQ'd for the low blow. Yeah. Um. After the match, uh, both Skyler and Devin beat up Stone, and then Damian Saint announced that the third um round of the gauntlet it would be Ryan Matthews, who really wasn't ready for a match. Oh bullshit! Come on now. He did not hit. Was he in his wrestling gear? He was 100% in his fucking wrestling gear. He was 100% ready for a fucking match. Mm, unless, he, unless, he has, unless he has custom underwear to make it look like fucking uh, wrestling gear. That dude that dude went out there in fucking uh, uh, wrestling trunks and fucking Converse. Mm. 100%. You want to know how I know that he had his gear and ready to wrestle? How do you know? Because... What did you go to fucking uh, RPW to do? To wrestle? No, this last show. 
Oh, I went to just uh, be in the corner of Sean Danger. Yeah. Did you have your gear? Yes. Why? Because I was always ready to wrestle. Exactly. That dude 100% had his fucking ring gear. And not because he may have known what Saint was, you know, planning on doing, but because he seems like the kind of guy who, just like every other wrestler who has a fucking brain, you always bring your gear because you never know. Right. I even bring my gear to a WWE show and I buy a ticket. <laughs> now, I will say uh, that fucking um, that dude does need to hit a fucking tanning bed. I don't think he can tan. He is pale as fuck. I don't a, think he can. There was a spotlight that was pretty much shining in my face for the majority of the fucking show. And I love the fact that he was there because when he stepped in the way, it beamed like a pyramid off into another fucking direction. It was fan-fucking-tastic. But yeah, dude needs to fucking, you know, hit a fucking tanning bed, maybe get some fucking uh, rub-on fucking tan. He just he just needs to get down to one more shade just to be fucking as dark as fucking white. <laughs> Well, uh, Ryan Matthews ended up beating Aaron Stone, and did I or did I did I not see Damian Saint in the ring raising the hands of all three of them? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he was just proud of his guys. His guys. Well, yeah, all, all Rock and Pro talent is his guys. Uh huh. But he's not. Was he out there um, raising the hands of, I'll uh, say, Rock and Rivera? Or team, or team Rion skills. Now, I'm not accusing Damian Saint of anything. I would hope these are just these are opinions. Sounds like I would never, I would never accuse my boss, who I love very much, because he's a great guy. Of any, any shenanigans. I would fucking hope not. You know, I'm I'm asking questions of what fans are asking right now. I'm sure they're asking. No, no, I'm sure they get it. Ah, uh, well. So, um, so things got a little switched. So mm-hmm. we are going to be jumping to what was going to be the main event, but things, yeah. you know, behind the scenes happen. So card uh, subject to change. Yes, always it is a fact. Uh-huh. But you know what? You still got entertained either way. Oh fuck yeah! So. So, it was the heavyweight championship. What was supposed to be a triple threat match. But, or, well, triple threat match between Arshe, all day all day Marche Rocket, Eli Assam, versus old evil Christian Rose, the champion. Mm-hmm. But, Damian Saint came out and announced that it's going to be a fatal four way. Which, oh my god. The surprises this man fucking has. Which featured Quinn Whittock. So it was a fatal four-way between Marche, Elon, Isam, Christian Rose, and Quinn Whittock. And we have a new, even though I spoiled it earlier, we have a new RPW heavyweight champion in Quinn Whittock. From my understanding, um, long overdue and well-deserved. Um... He kind of yelled at me, which is fine. 
Uh, clearly he doesn't know who I am and doesn't understand my humor, but whatever. What did you say to him? I just said, uh, okay, so the mask guy came out and just started being the shit out of the champ. And, and in, in, in your defense, I threw it out there like, why is it? That this champ, that the champ gets attacked and dragged out of the ring to not even be involved in the finish of the match. And yet, Turtle slaps a dude and they just fucking call the bell. And then he yells at me like, I don't know the fucking business. Like, because the championship fucking match. I'm like, hey man, I get it. I was just pandering. He had a little toot. It's fine. His boots said eat shit at the bottom of it. So, uh, congratulations on winning your championship. I hope you fucking lose it next month. Damn. I hope it's embarrassing. I hope it's an embarrassing loss. Oh, which, by the way, uh, talking to Damian Saint, we will have uh, Quinn uh, Woodlock on uh, this show uh, coming up. Awesome. Not sure when, but I can't wait to tell him to his face on this show. I hope you fucking lose it, and it's embarrassing next month. Well, then you better uh, tell them that that week before the show. I'll probably forget. At least I said it now like a fucking man. (laughs) All right. Well, that match happened, and now we have a tag match. Mm -hmm. A... A-E-I-O, oh, now I did with the ring announcer. Yeah, said. there you go, you <laughs> drunken announcer. A-E-O-U, Micah Pope and Mile All High. All eyes on us. Took on Pretty those damn. Awesome, before you even, you know, stop, hold on to, to A-E-O-U out there, the guy I made eye contact with at an appropriate fucking time, I hope you know it just meant nothing. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Uh, so uh, AEOU took on those damn coyotes, Damien's yeah. Shane and the Wicked Side, Brooks Berna. The damn coyotes took the win. Was there any doubt? I'm a huge coyote fan. They, they're phenomenal, man. Um, I've only heard what you've uh, talked about with them. They're fucking great. They, they're, and that's, and I think one of the, one of the things I'm loving more about RPW is the same thing that I love about WWE is that, and I'm a huge faction guy. And as far as I can tell, outside of the fucking fans, because LIM, the Rocket Boys don't fucking matter to me. You know, thanks for being listeners of the show. But I'm not talking about you guys at this very moment. I'm talking about the idols, the damn coyotes, um, and um, who are the fucking other ones? The idols, the damn coyotes. Is there a third fucking team I'm missing? I mean, there's tag team kings of the six, the Canadians. Um... Nah, that doesn't our faction, but I might be mistaken. Um, maybe it's just them. Maybe maybe it's just those two. And I thought there was a third one. Maybe it'll come to me. But they're fucking like well established fucking factions. And obviously we're gonna get to what happened at the end of this match. 
Um, it seems like they're finally coming to a head. Yes. Actually, you know In what? Fact. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do exactly what you did, uh, sometimes done before. And I want to play this promo that, uh, or this altercation between Damien Satan and Damn Coyotes that happened, if you don't mind. Go ahead. It's your show. Uh, so fuck yeah, it is. I'm so, just here. This is, uh, this is the, the fallout. So obviously the idols came out and attacked the Damn Coyotes at the end of the match. Probably establishing dominance, you know, peeing on their tree, if you will. Um, but this is what happened behind the scenes between the Damn Coyotes and Damien Saint. For those unaware of who the hell I am, the name is Damien Saint. You're a Rocket Pro Wrestling Jello manager, and I just want to say you are welcome, fans. You're welcome for not just one, not two, not three, four months, four damn months in a row I'm giving you standing room. What the hell did you do about Speaking of giving... You're, you're, you, you talk about a man of giving? Well, since the fabulous idols want to throw their warning shot, as they called it, we've been on a winning streak. Give us our tag team title match. Give us the idols. We became number one contenders last month. If you don't give us what you, we want, there's going to be an issue. There's going to be an issue. That's right. I love issues. I love issues. Here, oh, you do. You issues. like issues? You like big issues? You are going to give them their tag title shot. You're going to give me my rematch for my championship. And you're going to find the man in the mask. And you're going to serve him to me on a silver platter. Or the three of us and Connor Hopkins are going to tear this place apart out from under you. Do you understand what I'm saying to you right now? Here's what's going to happen. One, you're a lick of my damn shirt. Two, you two want to tell match so bad? All you have to do is ask. Now barking here like a couple of animals. Well, three. You don't like the rematch? Yeah. Fine. Stipulation. Coyote's a band from ringside. Get the hell out of my building. You know, we, you don't need us. You don't need us. No, no, we never have. We never have. We never have. Always going to throw claim into the sun. Yeah, the sun. Fucking cool, calm, collected. Surrounded by a pack of coyotes. Bravo, sir. Bravo to you. Uh, <laughs> your uh, composure. But it does look like next month, and we do got one more match. I'm not going to forget about it. But it does look like next month we're going to see a rematch for the Rocket Pro Championship, as well as uh, the tag team title match between the Idols and the damn coyotes. And I can sit yep. front row for that one. Fuck yeah. Yes, sir. But here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. Oh. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Widak has to defend the championship against the former champion. Mm-hmm. And yet, our main event for this past weekend was a number one contendership for that same title. It was? So, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was a number one contendership match, yeah. Uh, it's not listed in my notes, but it probably was. I mean, unless unless fucking Too Sweet decided to make his own fucking stipulations, I'm pretty sure it was announced as the number one contendership match. You know, it could have been. It just maybe it wasn't written down. But um, you're right though. It was a there was a match, and it was a triple threat. Mm-hmm. It featured Garrison Creed versus Solomon Tupu versus Big Mac. Garrison Creed won the match. 
fucking a bunch of powerhouses, man. I'm just, I, 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 I was yelling shit at Big Mac the entire fucking thing. Yelling like, get him Hoss. Got him Big Country. Throw them haymakers. Put him out the pasture. Whatever fucking Nebraska farm-fed bullshit I could fucking throw at him, that's what I was doing. Big fucking dude. Almost had to win. Almost had to win over Solomon until Garrison came in with that fucking running knee. Picked up the victory. And as far as I know, he said, I could be wrong, but I could have sworn it was announced as a number one contendership match. As far as I know, Garrison Creed has a number one, uh, a number one contendership opportunity towards that title. Now, I could be wrong. I'd have to go check with my best friend, uh, fucking, uh, Dames. We call him Dames now, so. <coughs> wow. <laughs> but next, uh, Rocket Pro, uh, show, I believe, is January 7th. Yes, sir. It'll be the first Saturday of 2023. Uh, more information for it, obviously, will be coming up uh, towards the end of the month. Uh, again, two matches already scheduled for it. Uh, next week, we do got to talk about the results of the match cards we talked about this week. And we'll talk about the match cards for next weekend, which will obviously be uh, SCW. And what other shows are happening next weekend? IPW. IPW. So, Which uh, I want to spoil one match. Just one match for IPW. Yeah, sure. Um, it's going to be Mad Dog versus Renee Van Peebles versus me. Nice. I'm excited because, um, for one, I get to beat up uh, Mad Dog because we have a history. I've known him just as long as I've known Rock and Rivera. We go way back. And then get just to get in the ring with R- Renee Van Peebles because now I get a little revenge on her for all the times she's given me shit while I was roughing her matches. Well, there you go. And uh, speaking of matches, obviously one of the matches announced or confirmed for SCW as of right now because obviously cards are subject to change. One of the confirmed matches is Renee Van Peoples taking on uh, the amazing Amazon Natasha Crane for the SCW Women's Championship match. So that following Sunday being IPW, you may be going up against an SCW Women's Champion. Hmm. I wonder if I can. Hmm. Yeah, I why not? What if I can get the the Women's Championship on, put on the line? Maybe. Maybe. It won't be the uh, High Voltage Championship. That's still pending. Well, uh, okay, cool. But I was thinking maybe the Women's Championship. I don't know. That'd be fun. Fuck yeah. Kind of of funny. (laughs) Just (laughs) I don't want the Women's Championship. Is is there anything else independent-wise we need to uh, talk about before we close the show out? I have nothing else for the tit. Perfect. Guys, make sure you follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching Just Freaking Wrestling or the JFW Podcast. If you do follow us on Spotify or iTunes, make sure not only are you subscribing, but you're also rating the podcast because those ratings do help us kind of move up into the categories so when people look for things to listen to, we kind of pop up in like a recommended for you. So please make sure if you do follow us on iTunes or Spotify, you are giving us five-star ratings um, on there because they really do help us out here. Uh, but you can also subscribe to us on Google Podcasts and Podbean as well. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
You catch our shows, like I said, at all the uh, streaming apps that podcasts are available. Nubby, that's all I got. I think it's time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travis. And I am Nubby, the amazing turtle, Kawabunga. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Progressing, the JFW Podcast.